and nobody misses like this, man. It's crazy. Welcome, everybody. This is Anthony Pino and Nick Carullo, and this is episode one of Backlash Radio. Starting a new pod. So we're back, and we're excited to be here. I'm excited to have my buddy from the Southern here, um, the King of Miami. So welcome, buddy. Thanks, man. It's been uh it's been a while, but we're back at it and uh looking forward to pick it up where uh, we left off. Hey man, so the last time last time we recorded a pod, you were in the Bahamas, I think. And uh you're back and wire transfer. Yeah, it's been uh, on the wire transfer. Yeah, you know, it's kind of mid to end of the summer now. Um a lot has happened, you know, probably since our last one, but uh, you know, had a good Bahamas run, fished a handful of tournaments, had some incredible fishing this year, Bahama fishing, some good tournament fishing. And uh yeah, boats boats home now, boats in the yard, and you know, just back to the maintenance grind and you know, seeing what the end of the year brings. What's yes, up with you? Uh we're uh we're in the middle of a kind of a uh the summer that hasn't started for us yet. We fished four days in June out of Ocean City and we had decent fishing, tuna fishing and um blue marlin and we had some encounters one day with giant blue fins which was cool and then we we had an issue with our engine so we're in the middle of a rebuild right now and it's a little stressful considering that the white marlin opens in in like 10 days or so but i got my guys from wilmington north carolina davis diesel nathan the owner of the company nathan davis came up and his top guy curtis is with him and they're they're working some pretty incredible miracles so i think we'll be up and running by the by Monday or Tuesday at the latest. Um I'm I'm thankful that they were they were able to make it up here. So that's um, awesome. Yeah. So nice to have some good guys you could call and trust and rely to yeah get the work done. Yeah. I was I ran in the John Duffy of of uh Duffy Boatworks on the way out of the marina today and he knew that Nate was working on my boat and he said I watched that guy rebuild a C30 by himself in three days in mexico um 18 years ago so he's he's a good incredible mechanic so happy to have him so but that's that's what we got we're hopefully gonna be pre-fishing a little bit before the white marlin open and and you just pre-fished yesterday right i fished with tucker and tucker calhoun a special situation and the the crew from the crew and owner from the big ben um 78 fns on on tucker's on the 82 fns special situation and we had two marlin encounters didn't catch either of them but it was a good time they're super nice people colin the captain mark the owner and georgie and steven the mates were all incredible really really nice fun guys so it's been good awesome it's been uh it's been a stop and go summer so we're just, we're Hopefully, going to get the ball rolling here after we're up and running because I'm, I'm I'm itching. Couple seems like conditions are improving, and hopefully we'll start fishing soon. So, but we're here. How many, if the boat gets up and running, you know, next week, last plans. How many tournaments you guys plan on doing? 
we got the White Marlin Open. I'll probably we might do a ladies tournament before that. I doubt it. And then we got the White Marlin Open, and then a poor girls tournament, which is another ladies tournament. And then the Mid Atlantic Five Hundred Thousand, and then the Labor Day turn the Challenge Cup and the Labor Day tournament in September. So we'll be doing I don't know in in the Spanish. So we'll hopefully fish like. 12 or 15 days this month and 12 or 15 days next month. And then that'll pretty much be it for the ocean city season. And unless we get a real calm, calm October, which we've had good fishing in, into October here, but. Um, well, I meant to tell you, um, was your mate fishing on roll groove? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He big time. He make sure you tell him that. What do you mean? Big time. You. Oh, I went to say hi and he looked the other direction. Come on. Oh Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to get him shit. Oh yeah, what's his name again? Ayrton. That's him. Yeah. 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 I was like, okay. Oh. Pretend. Uh, I just left my hand up here. Yeah. All right. Did you mean? So you went up to the Jimmy Johnson, and yeah, first time fishing up in the Northeast in about ten years. What did you think of the tournament overall? And then and the fishing and then the, the just what do you think about the tournament and the tournament vibe there and then beyond that, like the fishing, you know? Um, no, nah, it was definitely a new experience, a little bit of a a different vibe, which was cool. I enjoyed. Um it was just nice to be somewhere different and somewhere where it's not a hundred degrees. The weather was actually pretty nice. Uh, to fish with some new guys, which was cool, and kind of, you know, fishing twenties on the long riggers and you know one thirties on the shorts is <laughs> it's a little different than I'm used yeah. to, but it was it was cool. I enjoyed it. But you had a day that you you saw why it's it's we we fish that way, you know? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we first day really not much luck for us, but the second day we. Found a good little body of water there. And uh yeah, three for five on whites and you know, had a had a nice blue on, you know, probably one we would have tried to to take. But uh, you know, they're badass, they're badass fish, you know. It the reason why they are what they are and they get as big as they do. I mean, you get uh ate the long rigger. Oh no. We think, and then ate the one thirty as well. Oh, I got you. So, um, and then I think the guy, you know, happened so fast, but you know, you say shoulda, woulda, coulda, but the uh, the thirty or the twenty ended up burning off the heavier line, and then it was stuck on the the light line, but that burned off pretty quick. I got you. Yeah, that that is a that fishing that way. You know, you, every once in a while, inevitably, in the in the two tournaments we have coming up, we there's always a situation. You know, I had it happen myself. Long rigger comes out of the comes out of the clip. Um, somebody feeds it. Nobody knows it's a blind bite. Nobody sees it coming, and come tight. And halfway through your turn, you know, thinking it was a white marlin, a four to six hundred pound or bigger blue marlin starts jumping around yeah. and uh and now you're you got him on 60 or 80 pound leader 
it's kind of you're just hoping like it, it and people it happened to me my first season as a mate on the blood money we had this exact same thing happen we fought it for three four or five hours and had it on and off the leader but you can't pull it you you yeah. literally have to pull it to you to get a gaff shot and you can't do it with 80 pound you can barely do it with 220 or 250 sometimes yeah yeah absolutely and I think it happens it happens once a it happens all the time, and it, I mean, it's happened to all of us, and I'm sure everyone can relate to a similar story for sure. You know, my do you pull do you pull one thirties on the shorts? Yeah, uh, yep, straight butt one thirties because yeah. I hate the hookup ratio with a bent butt. But if that does happen again, where we hook hook a big fish, I'm just gonna ram it with the boat. Hope I knock it out and I don't break the bill and mutilate it, and hopefully spin the boat and gaff it. You know, because you just you just can't pull him close enough, you know, or hope that he jumps in the boat without killing somebody. Yeah. You know, which is unlikely if he's big enough to to kill for money, you know. Yeah. Somebody's getting hurt. We had we had it happen where it was a marginal fish last year in the White Marlin Open. It's a pretty decent video. Thing snuck in there and ate a flat line. And you know, in in these tournaments, a marginal fish grows. You know, like it, it looks a lot b- bigger than it is. And I called it too small after, after the second or third jump. And we ended up just getting the release. We had the gas out and we never attempted to kill it. So, and we ended up just grabbing the leader and popping it off, but everybody was excited. It was my call. Thankfully, my, my guys respected my call and they were like, um, everybody, but my uncle, um, and then uh, we popped them off and took the release points, paddled right back to where we 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 caught the blue and raised raised and caught a white. Ended up winning the daily the last day of the White Marlin Open last year. And if we would have been fighting that fish for another two hours, God knows if we would have got that daily. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which the dailies, the dailies in the White Marlin Open are, are nothing, but you know, yeah, it's still a great yeah accomplishment. Yeah, they'd be the top boat out of 400 boats. And yeah, yeah. one of the days, pretty cool, you know? Hell yeah. But um, yeah, so I don't know. It we, always... actually, uh, we actually measured a white in the tournament. Yeah. Kind of cool. Look, yeah. look big when it first jumped. It was, I think, to, had to be 68. And it was, this one was like 63, 64. Yeah. So, yeah. Close, we... but not close enough. The last time we fished that Jimmy Johnson, we on the, on the second day, we killed three white marlins before nine in the morning. I know. Someone was telling me the story. You're like, your boy Anthony last year killed three of them. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, dude, love that. Savage. Yeah. They were all like, we had, they were all qualifiers. We all, they all weighed, but they were all within two inches of length of each other. One was 63 pounds and was 60 eight pounds and one was 70 just uh, just under 71 pounds so like to look at them and be like that's the big one i knew when the big one jumped we'd also killed the two smaller ones first but i knew when the big one jumped that that was a a kill fish the other ones they and that fish still didn't place yeah it was second place oh nice yeah so um but i knew the money ended up winning for that i think we won 
68,000 or 70,000. So it was enough to cover the week. <laughs> I was talking with some, with some of the guys up there and, because remember how I told you that we were, you're like, oh, where'd you fish? And I told you we, we kind of passed some rips on the inside that, and then you, you text me like, oh, well, sometimes those rips could fool you or something. Yeah. It's a trap. Yeah. Well, that's what I told us the two captains I was talking to. I was like, oh, Anthony said those things could be a trap sometimes. And literally the one guy goes, ah, don't let Anthony fool you. He's like, he's been known to catch some big mud marlin. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> I was like, oh, he's sandbagging me, isn't he? Who was that? Um, I don't know. I was sitting there with that guy, Spencer from Love and Life, Jesse on Irish Twin, and one other guy. I forgot which one said it, but I got you. I mean, I did the one, the, the 90 pounder, 91 pounder we killed in the mid Atlantic was in 47 fathoms. Like, but I um, never fished in like I I very rarely fish in there. But I fished in there because there was good conditions and like it looked good. But sometimes everybody every once in a while somebody will stop in there and get them, but it doesn't typically happen. So we say it's a trap down here, but it might be different up there. So it looked nice. It looks really good. You're like, oh man, this looks good. And then you're there for two hours and still saying it looks good, you know. Yeah. <laughs> But so, but yeah, I'm I'm happy you got to see it. Um, um, I wish wish that you could make it for the White Marlin Open, but I know I know you got bigger things on your plate, which I'm excited about. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I hope. I mean, if not the Mid Atlantic this year, I mean, I hope next year. I really actually enjoyed it, and hope I could. Fish what do you think about the, like, those tournament days? Are super long run, like the, that that tournaments exceptionally ridiculous like our fishing up here as far as how long the days are and the runs are are all ridiculous above oregon inlet basically but up there since the lines ends at 7 or seven thirty, if i can remember it's it's even more ridiculous you know yeah that i, I was hoping you're gonna say that because it, it was a little a little too much honestly i mean we were we were leaving the dock at two o'clock yeah um and i mean he we're basically practically running until almost lines in yeah we i mean we, it was i was like are we slowing down anytime soon i mean this is i mean that first day it was rough so obviously we couldn't go as fast so we we basically ran from two to like seven fifteen. yeah i've been there was a day uh, uh, two days that i can recall in the mid-atlantic where I ran like 130 miles. Um, the boundary is 125, but it's 125 from Cape May. And I was running up to the Northeast. So I had like 135 that I 30 or 35. And it was like lines in at eight and it was eight. It was eight fifteen, And the guys are all looking at me and they're like, Hey, it's eight 15. I'm like, yep. We still got another, another 20 minutes, but we stopped and caught two three or four that day. So. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of long. Like I remember between, you know, everybody, since you're in Atlantic city, you want to party a little bit and hang out and between the hanging out and partying and the going fishing, it's kind of, it, you're by the time you're done. And like, when we got back from ocean city, we were done because we yeah, sell yeah. the party at the end is pretty epic. And then we left here and we, we pulled in like at a, like one in the afternoon 
that year that we fished it and we were like we got to go home recuperate it was crazy i mean some of those guys literally the friday after the tournament there was a handful of boats on our dock loaded the boat and punched it up and they're fishing the tri-state you know oh, next, yeah, yeah, yeah. next day and then they got who what three days of the tri-state and yeah. then i'm sure they got and then and then they go finish that and they get ready for the white marlin open if they don't have one in between that you know that's that's it's hardcore yeah long days there are very long days you better sleep on the way out and the only guy that really doesn't get any sleep is the captain so but yeah man well i'm happy you got to see it i'm bummed out that we are broke down and we didn't make it up there because i was really hoping to see you and it's a good kickoff to this tournament season because a lot a lot of the water moves from from there to here so yeah yeah um but but there'll be more yeah we're here buddy and we got a new pod backlash radio and we thought hard about it we definitely had some good brainstorming sessions about it and wanted to make something that was relatable i think to everybody and i think or we think or we both thought backlash was something that you know is relatable to everybody in any sort of fishing from inshore to bass to offshore to whatever it is and you know if you're out there fishing enough you're gonna you're gonna see it you're gonna see it and it's gonna happen and it's something that you just gotta laugh and joke about and except if it's a big money fish or something you know there's some crying and heartache but that's how it goes yeah i mean we always say on the on the blood money, it's what you do wrong that counts. Like nobody's gonna remember the, the third white the, the third white marlin that you caught on on a on a random Saturday in the middle of the summer, but somebody's gonna remember we're all gonna remember the epic backlash that somebody had on the fourth white marlin that we didn't catch, you know? And yeah. I I just think that, you know, me yeah, and no you, one remember yeah, yeah. Yeah, me and they you always remember the the mess ups. Yeah, me, you are pretty intense guys, and we don't like to see the mess ups. But you know, when we're fishing, especially in competition, but at the end of the day, it still is just fishing, and we ain't saving lives here. So it's 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 worth to laugh at it. You know, Absolutely. like at the end of the day, if you can't laugh at it, then by the end of the day, you need to you need to get a chuckle out of out of a backlash or what you do wrong. It's just in general because. You know, I just try not to. I found that I'm a little bit more successful fishing if I don't take myself so seriously, you know, which yeah. is difficult because I'm, I'm. Yeah, and some days, you know, you know, I always joke about this when, you know, you got to, I feel like when I have a couple dialed in guys on the boat and, you know, we're like, all right, we're, we're prepared. But then some of those days you're prepared or like, the days you, you don't even get the shots and then the days you go out there you're not prepared are the days you probably have some of your best days you know yeah yo you kind of had plenty of them so like literally sometimes like i look at my buddy and we're like should we keep time more leaders nah let's 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 push it to the limit you know <laughs> yeah i always remembered we had a day in the dr we just got boarded by the navy for some reason, which is, I guess it's uncommon out of Casa de Campo. 
And the guy almost put his Boston, the 43-foot Boston Whaler, through our back window. We sat back out. And the long rigger, I'm like, left long. And we were just talking about this today on the dot. My mate, Nathan, at the time, throws, throw, comes tighter, picks up the rod, and the rod just goes and flies out the back of the boat, hits the covering board, and flies out with the blue marlin attached to it. And we were already having a, we were already through a stressful situation. And I was like, you know what? I just took the boat out. I was like, Nate, the owner, the the guests we had on the boat, they were pretty flustered. They they were bosses or owners that I worked for years and years ago. Came down to fish with me and everybody was pretty flustered. And I was just like, you know what? Let's just take a, everybody just. A moment of silence. Yeah, let's just, I was like, Nate, go inside, find three solo cups find the tequila let's take a shot let's do a hard reset and move on with the day and instead of having a meltdown like i would have years ago you know i feel like i, I worked at it worked out a little bit better so it reset everybody and we were off to the races again we backlashed a couple more blue marlins that day <laughs> but oh that's man, awesome man. so but yeah that's why we we called it backlash and i think that everybody can appreciate a good backlash story backlash and if you have a good backlash story feel free to get in touch with us and let us know and we might might read it out if it's a if it's a real epic one or you have a video of it even better for people that don't know us um i'm anthony and we and i run the 64 case in that ocean city maryland called the blood money and my family also owns hook optics and a fledgling up and coming sunglass brand that is being super well received by the sport fishing community, the offshore community and super thankful for that. And no, no small part to your help, Nikki. So I appreciate the help you've been with that. And I don't know it's it's we did another pod and I think we've become good friends and it's, I'm glad we're doing this again. Absolutely. Yeah. And the glasses have been, have been amazing. The bill fishers I've been wearing, they've been glued to my face since my Miami boat show. Yeah. Miami boat show. And which has been quite a while already. And now I got the three Oh fives and then a lot of people loving them. So pretty sure they're going to start seeing a lot of people wearing them. And I'm Nick Rulo for those who don't know. Um, I run a 58 weaver called wire transfer down here in Fort Lauderdale. And I also run a front runner factory boat for the sailfish series down here in South Florida. Between us, I think we got, got our coasts covered from at least the top to bottom. Yeah. I mean, we're, I don't know. It's, it's such a small community here fishing that it's kind of cool that we know so many people i was fishing with some some of your miami kin yesterday it was yeah it's it's a man i mean it's such a big industry but at the same time it's it's very small and i feel like we all know each other for the most part you know or know of each other yeah know what somebody caught or you know whatever it may be but yeah, this this year in general, I just I think you know I don't know if we were talking about this or I was talking about somebody else, but just this year in general, the fishing has been just been a good overall year for 
I think blue marlin fishing. I mean, Bahamas, Bermuda has been exceptional. And now, you know, the Carolinas and, you know, hopefully up your way. Yeah. I mean, there's been, we've actually, the ratio for blues to, to whites up here has been more normal this year than past years. But I, I think that, you know, we get some more blue water here, which we're getting a fair bit now. I think we'll be seeing a couple more blues. But yeah, I mean, the, the fishing for blue blue marlin from the Bahamas to Charleston to to Moorhead City and Cape Hatteras has been amazing. And I don't know if that's condition oriented or just, you know, some years are better than others for different different species of fish, or if it's because we there's pretty much most boats fishing offshore have a the a, an, an omnidirectional sonar, whether it be a a, a furuno or a simrad you know and i feel like that that is going a long way because they they do show up like a like a like a sore thumb on on a sonar yeah so definitely what do you think definitely a game changer well yeah you think but yeah I, I don't know if you know I don't, it's hard to say if that what's made it better i mean it's definitely helped us definitely get more bites but i don't know definitely Definitely a good year uh, yeah. overall, I think. Yeah. I mean, Bermuda, especially, I mean, anybody that's kind of paid attention to that, I mean, you know, a lot of those guys were getting five bites a day, which is kind of unheard of for Bermuda. Yeah. And it's rather large fish over there. And there's been, you know, there were some boats that, you know, there was a boat in Charleston that had 12, 12 bites, I believe, one day. So kind of yeah. wild that, that that's happening but i think a lot of it has to do with sonar and but also i think it's just a good year for blue marlins but it's 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 definitely more so because of being able to see a blue marlin and yeah yeah track it and understand which way it's going and you know encounter it a lot easier than you typically would yeah so, but and this little shout out to Lunatico and Builder's Choice in Bermuda. I know they had some great fishing and kind of crushing the triple crown. Yeah. On those guys. Mm-hmm. And I mean, both those guys, I mean, I say they did great in Bermuda, but both those boats and skips tournaments in the Abacos, I mean, both those guys, they're always at the top of the leaderboard. Yeah. Did you make it to do any of those tournaments there this year? Yeah, we yeah, we did two of them. Yep. But did you manage managed to take a second place daily behind Builder's Choice, actually? And um yeah, we did well in both tournaments. Definitely couldn't complain against some some really good boats. Yeah, I mean that it seems like over the course of the year, there's regions of the world where the top teams top boats seem to show up and the abacos that time of year is pretty much where the spot you know whether the fishing's good or bad you got some of the the better teams in the or um not really in the world but in the region Let's do it i mean definitely yeah yeah I mean, you, sure. you got boats from all over the place so there just for those couple tournaments you know and then they they spread out pretty quickly but yeah. there's some they, I mean, there's some world class operations there, and 
you know, whether the fishing's good or bad to come out to come out on the top end of of those tournaments or you know, it's yeah, it was cool. I mean, those my boss's first time doing all that and seeing all of it and you know, for us to be on top of the leaderboard a few times, you know. Yeah. Was your was stoked. Was Rich the owner like was he a big he wasn't a real tournament guy before you got on the boat, was he? No, I don't I don't know if he had or ever did a billfish tournament. Yeah. Before what did, then. What did he think of it all? I mean, from what I know, it seemed to seem to love it, you know? I mean yeah. it carried into, you know, some more Bahamas fishing and and uh yeah, already talking about next year and you know, maybe the end of the year stuff. So we'll see. Nice. I I'm always curious to see how people like because he's had that boat for quite some time, right? Yeah. Yeah, he had it for a while and never never did as much as we did this past year than he had probably had in eight years, you know. I always like because tournament fishing, it can be kind of stressful. And if it don't work out, like some people you know, they, they, it's a lot invested to go over there and fish, especially some of the skips tournaments, you know, they're, they're no joke when it comes to the entry fee and the, and the Calcutta's and like, it's a lot of money invested and you don't necessarily, if you don't come out, you got to be willing to toss that money away. And yeah, yeah. that's a lot for an owner, man. I mean, just even fishing up and up your way, dude, it's, you know, you have you have huge entry fee, Calcutta's, and then just just the fuel, you know, all those long runs day in and day out. It's that's yeah, a quick it, and it can wear out an owner fast. Yeah, rapidly. And it does. I've seen we see a lot come and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I fished with Tucker yesterday on the special 82 foot special situation. And we burnt a thousand gallons. Isn't that crazy? It's quick, quick six grand yeah so pretty pretty wild stuff but i don't know i'm always curious to see what happens with with owners when they when they jump some jump in with both feet you know and they get in to the tournament and i don't really recommend that and some are a little bit more more methodical about getting into it and then you know but it's not for everybody that's for sure some people just like to go fishing um, I I think me and you both enjoy the competition aspect of it. I think it kind of gets us fired up. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I I definitely do. It's, it's definitely something that gets me. I, I feel like every day is a competition when we fish, which is, I don't know, it's probably not for the best every day, but um, that's how I fish. And I think it's it's starting to work out well for the for the blood money program. Yeah, man, it's it's a lot, it's a lot. So yeah, just the fact that you know our bosses give us opportunity to, to compete, man. You know, we have to appreciate that. Yeah, and you want to do well, and sometimes the stress, hence the name Backlash Radio. Sometimes the stress can get to us and get to everybody. We just want to take ourselves a little, a little less seriously on here than we typically would when we're fishing. Yeah, I enjoy because I try not to take myself so seriously. Try to be, try to be, yeah. a, try to fun. be a little more relaxed in my older. Years. Yeah, 
Yeah. And I've had a lot less meltdowns lately than I used to. Yes, good, good for everybody. Oh yeah. Same here. Change of perspective. Haven't lost my voice recently, which is good. From yelling in general or from Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Jesus Nick. It happens. Yeah. You gotta wear a headset, dude. And then you just display your disappointment. Display your disappointment a little bit more quietly. Yeah. <laughs> should i was afraid to blow somebody's eardrum out yeah that's true you're yeah you're you're yelling i mean i've we've never actually fished together but you're uh you're yelling is on another your intensity level when a fish gets behind the boat just you, you there's no there's no uh there's no guessing on what's going on that's for sure well, then what were we going to go into after this oh the question Question for next week. Something I saw with Tucker yesterday, and I think it's a. It, everybody does it different, but there's only two options. There's either on your navigation for your GPS. There's only two options: heads up or north up, or heads up or course up, which is the boat turns on the GPS as you turn, or north up where the boats where the whole screen turns on the on the uh, heads up, whereas north up the screen stays the same and the boat moves on the screen i I think most people will understand that explanation on heads up versus north up basically the the maps stage i think it's really three i I think it's three separate course up heads up north up i got you what's all is like if you put the boat on a course the boats it's the screen's going to turn towards that coast yeah yeah Heads up, like if you're fishing, and not I predominantly want to talk about fishing because um I'm I'm on heads up where the boat turns while we're when the whole screen turns. So if the mark is if you mark something and the mark's over to your right, the it's actually over to your right. Whereas if it's north up, it doesn't necessarily mean that. And you have to do a little bit of in your head, you have to do a little bit of navigation to relate that and then i can't my i can't i'm not smart enough to do that the only place i could see the north up being an advantage is in south florida because the current the the coastline basically really runs north to south you know and that makes sense because you're orientating yourself to the ledge you know but that's i still would probably fish yeah heads up you know yeah i couldn't i i had a tough time looking at his screen being north up but i know i would love to hear what people have to say about that because i think that that's that's just a uh something that people do differently that i don't understand i'm also dyslexic so it helps with the turning left and right yeah so So yeah shoot us any questions or comments about this uh on our instagram backlash radio and uh we'd love to hear your feedback so episode one a little bit disjointed getting back in the groove here but appreciate everybody listening and yeah if you've listened to us before you know thanks for coming back and if you're new we hope uh have some fun with it yeah try to not take anything so seriously so cool well thanks for listening everybody um, check out front runner boats and hook optics the people that are 
providing us with this opportunity and we appreciate the time. Thanks. Thanks guys.